and welcome back to Pod 'em Up. Uh, this is the. I'm going to do that again because that was crap. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what episode is this? It's episode, episode four. Episode four, yeah. Episode four. Okay, right. <laughs> right. Take two. All take right. two. All right. Welcome to Pod'em Up, episode four. Uh, I am Tibbs, and, and you am, are. And I am Ollie. Sorry, I jumped. Excellent. I jumped in there too early. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. We need to come up with like a snazzy intro. We really we do. do. We always we always struggle with intros. Yeah, we do. Like it's, a theme song or something. We, it's really hard to to introduce a podcast, as it turns out. I, it I didn't is because you listen to other podcasts. It sounds so natural. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, we need to come up with, yeah, we need to sit down and, and, you know, come up with either a theme tune or like a set kind of thing that we say. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Well, episode four. Episode Um, four. Mm. I reckon it's a good good one as well. I think we're both quite excited about the the game where we've chosen for this this month's show. So, um, yeah. Yeah, um, but as usual, as it's become tradition, uh, mm. let's have a quick chat about uh, what we've been up to since the last show. Uh, any gaming things we want to talk about? Um, other than our game of the month, um, mm. what is it you've been playing mostly since the last show? I've been playing quite a lot this 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 month, actually. Um, I've sort of been gaming every night almost, which is um, which is pretty good, actually. Um, first of all, we should probably talk about a game that I know we've both been playing that's come out since the last episode, and that's Sonic mm-hmm. Mania Plus. Oh yes, yeah, absolutely. Yes. Um, this so, uh, in case you've been living under a rock or you know don't care about Sonic, this is uh, the boxed version of uh, the the amazing Sonic Mania that was released uh, last year. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also get it as DLC, I believe. Uh, I've but... actually I triple dipped on it i got the the switch version the ps4 version and i upgraded the dlc on my because the original switch version i had uh, when it came out was obviously digital only so i upgraded the the dlc on that so that's uh, uh, i can't match that that's uh that's um commitment (laughs) hopefully that will send it 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 was unintentional i i pre-ordered it on on both systems without realizing Ah. um and then they both arrived and i thought wow okay i might as well keep them both now um and with the 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 DLC. Um, I had some gold points from uh, you when you your switch games. You you can get uh, loyalty points, mm. gold star things. For yeah, it's quite good, that isn't it? Actually, it is. It's really good. Mm. Um, but I I never re- I've never used them on anything, and uh, I had enough to uh, get the DLC because it's only like five quid. So mm. I had enough in in points to get the DLC. So awesome. I I got that as well. So hopefully that will send a message to Sega that you know yeah. more more of this, please. That's true. That is a very good point. It's probably worth doing that alone, just to just to sort of edge them towards more Sonic Mania and less Sonic Forces. 
Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, it's a really nice package, though, isn't it? It is. It's great, isn't it? The the uh, the art booklet is really really cool. It's got some really lovely um, sort of official art and kind of uh, production sketches. The, all, I love I love how all the um, sort of level design sketches were were sort of emulating the old ones from like, I think it's the old Japanese manuals. Yeah, that's really really cool. Really lovely to see. Yeah. Yeah. I will say um, I did prefer the because uh, the the case the case for the physical copy comes with a reversible cover. Mm. Um, so you've got like a classic uh, Sega Genesis uh, Sega Mega Drive uh, style cover for the the game on the other side of the the printed cover. Yeah. Um, I did prefer the artwork that I saw for the the Japanese release. It did look cool. Yeah. yeah, I did. I did. I did prefer that one. I think they got. Did they get a soundtrack as well, or something? In there? Yeah, they did. They did. Um, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, and apparently, because previously the soundtracks they've released for the game officially haven't have never included um, the Sonic One and Two music. Ah. Uh, for you know usual reasons. Usual copyright. Um, but I think the, the the Japanese one. If I remember, if I, I had a look at the, the the soundtrack list, this was when it was first announced, and I'm sure I saw Green Hill and Chemical Plant and Oil Ocean on there. Yeah. So um, I don't know. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's a good package all round. I mean, whichever one you get. I mean, yeah. you, I, I don't think I'll go as far as importing the Japanese one. I but, was um... tempted, but I didn't. In the, in... <laughs> Uh, but yeah, yeah I, I'm it's... really, I'm really impressed with the, you know, they've really put the effort in on it. Yeah, they have. It's, um, it's really good, and the, and the, uh, the actual added content uh, is really good as well. Um, I mean, first of all, you've got um, Ray the armad, uh, sorry, <laughs> Ray the flying squirrel and Mighty <laughs> the armadillo. Um, and I guess if you're not uh, like a hardcore Sonic fan, you could be forgiven for not knowing who the hell these, these characters are. Yeah, I mean, but... I think a lot of people probably know Mighty from. Yeah. No, they've seen him about in other things, but certainly Ray's a, a bit of a deep. Well, Ray's been Ray's only been in one game, a fairly obscure one, and mm. it's um, what's what's it even called Sega Sonic. Sega Sonic the Hedgehog. The Hedgehog, that's right. And I don't, I think I've kind of played that once, like emulated, and maybe the sound wasn't working or something. But I haven't. I, I don't. Say, I don't know the game very well at all. You can play it on MAME, but mm. I think the, the original arcades. Um, controlled with a trackball that's right yeah um, so even if you play it on mame you're not really getting the you mm. know unless you've got a trackball set up on mame mm. but um you know unless you're playing it with a trackball i don't think you'll really get in how it was intended to be played but um i think i've given it a go just out of curiosity i don't yeah. think i spent very long on it no it was a long long time ago um mighty was also in that but then he also uh, made it to knuckles chaotix as well didn't he <laughs> so he's yeah. a little bit more well known but, yeah, um, and he, he was in Sonic Heroes as well, wasn't he? No, was he, he wasn't. He was, was he not? Out of, he was cut oh. out. Yeah, the other Chaotix members made it, but he was not in Sonic Heroes. And he, he is a classic exclusive character, which is why, and uh, along with Ray, he's like the last um, sort of classic characters that haven't been brought back. So I think that's why people have been yeah. obsessed with bringing them back, even though they're quite obscure characters. And Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, it's cool that they've brought them back. It's cool, you know, that they've um, made use out of them. You know, the things that they've done with them are pretty cool. I think uh, the the, uh, the characters have some some nice abilities that we haven't really seen before. It uh, took me a while. I think I I think we spoke about it mm. briefly on Twitter, but um, mm. Ray's got this um, gliding sort of an odd gliding thing. It takes it really it's takes like, a while to yeah. get the hang of it. It wasn't until sort of very the sort of the tail end of the encore mode before i really understood how to yeah how to same. use it properly 
You've I spent so long trying to get just over that. that when you fake, take control of him, you've got to get up onto like this high ledge. Mm. I just couldn't get it. It was embarrassing <laughs> how long it took for me to I actually know. get up there. It took me quite a while as well. It's weird. You sort of you start gliding, and he goes up a little bit, and then he drops down very suddenly. And yeah. the idea is that you move forward and back to um, to sort of try and keep him in the air. That's kind of the gist I got of it, anyway. Really. Yeah, that is. But yeah, like you can. Yeah, you can sort of swoop him down a bit and then pull pull up at the right yeah. moment and he'll sort of get a, a, a gust of air. It takes getting a long time up. to get it right. Yeah. When you do, it's quite cool because you can kind of keep him going for quite a while. I, I'm going to say it's almost game-breaking once you get the hang of it because you can glide so far across the levels. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it's it's quite... Yeah, it, it's once not you like, get the knack of it. I think it's not like Knuckles, which, which he, where he sort of descends gradually. I think, can you just sort of keep staying in the air? I, didn't, I haven't tried going really, really far with him, but... You can go quite a distance, yeah. Mm. I mean, it, I don't think there's, I, I, I don't know if there's like a, a hard coded limit on, like, you know, tails can only fly for a certain time, mm. and, and knuckles will always sort of descend. I don't know if there's a, that same sort of hard coded limit to what Ray can do, but mm. um, you can certainly, you can certainly go for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Mikey's um, uh, is interesting. Um, he's he's quite a good character for a beginner. I think because he's yeah. he's um, he, he can defend against projectiles and when he's spinning, you can land in spikes. And I was going to say he's got some defense against spikes That's as right. well. He bet he uncurls, so if you fall in them again, you're in trouble. But mm. it's got like that added protection against spikes, which is quite cool. He's got like a kind of um, smash, almost like a ground pound kind of move. Yeah, well, isn't he? yeah, yeah. So cool things that they've done with them, definitely. They haven't yeah. just um, you know a mighty like I think they've designed him from scratch. He's not like a recolored Sonic. I was going to say, he sort of previously was in Knuckles Chaos. He was basically sort of a palette swap for a while, wasn't he? Yeah. But, um, mm. yeah, yeah, he's given him a, a bit more a bit more personality of his own on, the, on this mm. one, which is good. Yeah. Uh, encore mode itself was, was really interesting, I thought. I like the idea of it. Yeah. I don't know if I don't know if it's something I'll go back to as much as the the normal no. mania mode. No, um, I don't think I will as well. But it was. Do you a, want to explain how it yeah. how it kind of works? Yeah. I, again, it took me a little while to figure out what was going on in this. But basically, um, you have you control two characters at once, don't you? And you yeah. can switch between them. So it's kind of like you know Tails following Sonic as normal, but you can have any character following any other character. Um, but you get two at one time, but you have you can get up to three backup characters as well, and you get those by accessing the the new bonus stage, the pinball bonus stage, which is quite cool. Which is quite good, yeah. Yeah, and it has like a knuckles Celtic thing where it's got like the grabber where you can try and if you um, get into the top of the pinball table, you <clears throat> you can uh, sort of pick, try and pick up the characters with this kind of grabber thing. Um, and that's quite frustrating not getting it later on in the game where you really need characters and you just keep missing them. This. <laughs> It was quite, it was, yeah. Um, but it was, it's really good because um, you, if you lose a character, uh, one of the backup ones will jump in. And then, but there are no lives in the game. In that, I was going to say, the mode, characters are basically lives, aren't they? Yeah, they are. But you get continues in the special stages and the bonus stages. Um, and I, I only lost a continue once, or lost, lost all my characters once. And that was in metallic madness act one i think and when i when that happened i was right at the end of it and i went back to act one so i don't know what happens if you lose them all and you don't have any continues did you encounter that at all no i didn't no i i didn't plow a lot of time into into the encore mode i i don't think i got as far as metallic madness i i did i i got quite got a few a few zones but um Mm. yeah I, i i i would 
I don't know. I wouldn't say I disliked it, but I don't think it didn't grab me as much as as the normal Mania okay. mode. Um, and you can use Ray and Mighty in you know Mania mode as well. You can now, yeah. Um, yeah. So I started a playthrough of um, from scratch with Ray, hmm. um, just to work through that, and um, mainly just to see what Super Ray would be like. Um, <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, uh, but that that's what's taken up most of my time with that so far. Okay, fair enough. Uh, are they, um I was curious because I've mostly played Encore mode actually. And I haven't. I think I've started a new game, uh, just the Sonic and Tails. I think in um, the regular mode, but I haven't because uh, they've added new tr- level transitions. Certainly in Encore mode. Yeah. Are they still? Are they in the the regular mode as well? Yeah, all the level transition. Does I I don't think there's a single level that doesn't have a transition into the next level now. Oh, um, okay. In all of them. Yeah. Um, I mean, some of them are still a little bit. Um, I don't know. They don't really. They're not really there for much of a reason. Like um, Hydra City Zone. Yeah. That was um, weird. That one. Yeah, that's a bit. It doesn't really explain. It doesn't really link much between the two levels. Um, mm. Whereas all, all the others tend to have like they'll hang glide from. Yeah, that was um, good. That one. Yeah. Flying battery down to somewhere, and you know, there does always seem to be like a logical progression from one one zone to the next. But yeah. with Hydra City, it was just kind of like there's a hole in the wall now, and they run through it. And yeah, and then they end up in the desert. Just... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So doesn't make much sense that one. That's the only one I was disappointed by. I think. Yeah. Um... But yeah, I mean, all, 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 all the all the other tweaks and, and improvements from Encore mode are, are, are all present and correct in, in Mania mm. mode as well. Yeah, There's a lot of, there was a lot of tweaks to the level designs themselves in Encore mode. I was kind of expecting it to be just the, the regular gameplay, but hard, like hard mode, like hard yeah. tweaks. There are lots of tweaks, but I think it's not those that add the difficulty to it. I think it's the character swapping functionality, really. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, yeah. I, I didn't like that you... You can't really pick. Say you've got you if you've got all the characters on your roster there. Mm. Um, you can't say your current two characters are Mighty and Tails. Mm. And you can't choose to be Knuckles to get over a certain obstacle or, or something no. like that. You, or you it, can't choose to be Sonic to speed through a section. You, you, yeah, you, you can switch between of, the two characters that you have, but you yeah, can't and you can it. get boxes that will swap one. Right, you'll you, swap you out with a random character. Yeah, so it's possible, but you can't do it deliberately. It has to be. You can't do it deliberately. No, that um, is that is a bit annoying, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah, yeah I, 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 I can kind of see why they did it because I, I think. I think part of the purpose is to kind of force you into using these characters that you wouldn't yeah. usually have, yeah. have tried. That's right. Um, and I think if you could just pick your own, you'd just you'd stick with your favourites and that. Yeah, you'd be leave it. the characters you don't like as just as backup and <coughs> never use them. Yeah. Exactly. So I, yeah, yeah, I can see why they did it, but um. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, as a package as a whole, I mean, uh, Sonic. Sonic Mania on its own, I thought was a a, a brilliant game. I did, yeah. there was very few criticism I had with it. So. Yeah. Um, Sonic Menu Plus, I think it adds so much to the game. Mm. Um, little, I say so much. I mean, you're not going to get tons of new content, but it, it feels like a proper refresh of the game. Yeah, they've they've made an effort with it. Definitely, they've they've yeah. done what they you know. And they're not rinsing you for it. I mean, if yeah. you're buying it, if you're buying it brand new, you know, it's I think it's it's down to like twenty quid now. It's twenty five quid. Yeah. quid twenty five when it came out. It's twenty mm. quid now. Mm. It's if you had it previously, like I said, it's only five pound to update to the the new version. So yeah. you know, that's that's surprisingly cheap. That is compared to like the full physical version, isn't it? Just it really quite, is. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's yeah. a bargain, really. Um, there was one thing. Um, it was sort of a little bit of a news story. There's cheats in the game. 
Did you hear, did you see this? Oh no, I didn't. It's, no, it's kind of like you know usual things like level select and all emeralds and stuff. But I don't believe they're in the original one. Um, no, if they, if it was, I didn't know about. I it. just thought it was interesting because when was the last time a game actually had proper coded, you know, go to oh, the same test kind of or you know up down left right kind of cheats? I can't remember the last game. It must it must have been years and years and years. I ago. know it's a dino. I I remember specifically. I think it was. I can't remember. I say remember specifically, and then I'm going to be very vague. Mm-hmm. It was one of the WWE games. I think it was SmackDown versus Raw 2007 or 2008 okay. on the Xbox. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember thinking then, uh, this is the death of of cheats in games as we know it. When if you you had to pay. I think it was £1.50 in Microsoft points to unlock all the characters if you didn't want to play through the game and unlock all the like classic characters and all the wrestlers. Yeah. Um, the only way you could do it was to buy a DLC. And I thought then, you know, that's the death knell for cheats in games. Now they've realized they can just pay, they could just charge you a quid yeah. uh, for what would have previously just been a, a combination or a password. Mm. You know, that that's going to be it. Um, yeah. And I think Cap- Capcom, uh, even with one of the Dead Rising games, they did like big head mode um, and charged that as an individual DLC. Uh, yeah, that's having it built into a game, you know. So, yeah. you, so what would right, have been a cheat beforehand isn't isn't. Yeah, what would have been like a, a silly yeah. little code that yeah. you would you know input on the title screen to unlock big heads? Now it's oh yeah, we'll we'll have a quid for that, please. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so yeah, it's rare to have games with with inbuilt cheats these days. I mean, it's part of old school gaming in the sense that it was kind of tied to the limitations of the games, really, because these were games that didn't necessarily have save files. No. Um, so it was kind of um, just a, a way of jumping back into you know a game you know and sort of making it a, a bit easier i suppose i don't know when yeah. they when they're also really difficult quite a lot of the time as well well yeah exactly okay, um, it, did, it did make me wonder how are cheats how do cheats come about are they discovered are they officially released by I the th- i by think the they used to be officially released yeah because you have to try every combination you could think of. Wouldn't you? I was going to say that. I mean, what are the chances? I mean, the the Sonic One level select up, down, left, right, A, B, C, start, or A start. A start you know, yeah. what 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 are the chances of of someone just stumbling across that by accident? Or the the debug was up, C, down, C, left, C, right, C, wasn't it? You know. I mean, I suppose you get there eventually, but I suppose maybe someone eventually. did. Maybe that's how they discovered it. It's, it's it might might be a combination of things, but some cheats are so specific, aren't they? Yeah. Like, I mean, some cheats. Some cheats. I, I think they definitely. They people do just discover them. Hmm. I think. I think these were discovered. I think I remember rightly. These like many ones were discovered by someone. I was going to say how they did it. I don't know. Well, the thing we've got today in games that we didn't have back then is data mining. You know, where people where people will just dump all the files from the game and hmm. just just pour through the source code and look at all the all the, right. the assets and and sort of tear the game apart to try mm. and find things in there and mm. i think that you know a lot of cheats and and secrets and easter eggs are found that way mm. um but you know I, I i'm not saying no one was doing it back in the mega drive days but i think you would need such specialist equipment it wasn't would, like yeah. any any kid could just plug in the computer you have to be a mega drive developer yourself to be able to do that. Yeah. yeah yeah so you know yeah I just thought that was quite an interesting thing, really. Yeah, I'm going to have to look into that. Yeah, me too. Um, I think, I can't remember how you do it, but I I think you have to unlock debug first, which is like, it's not a cheat itself, it's an extra, isn't it? Yeah, you get that by playing the the blue spheres, don't you? Um, I, I... 
finished all the blue spheres on my when I was playing through the the Ray playthrough. Mm. And oh really? Wow. Yeah, and I, I was pl- I was pulling my hair out at the last one. I had oh, one God, more yeah. to do, and I was just doing it over and over. There and is over. one where I swear you have to kind of break it in order to do it, unless I was doing it completely wrong. Um, I can't even remember how, what the formation was. This was last yeah. year where it was, but I, I had to just like jump and jump through all those bumpers and jump very carefully. Oh, I think I've done that one as well. Yeah, yeah that, I swear it's not possible otherwise. I had looked at every possible way I could and I could not figure out a way other than doing that. And it took me ages to get it right, even doing that. Oh, it was so frustrating. Yeah. And I heard, I, I think I was watching a review in a, um, of um sonic menu plus and it said that if you'd got all the the blue spheres then it would replace um all the star posts would take you to the pinball stage instead that didn't happen with me but i'm wondering if that's because you had to get gold on them all for that to happen i didn't get gold gold. on all of them no i've got gold on like two thirds of them but some of them i've I've only got the silver and i'm wondering if that's probably what that is but i jumped through that ring post after getting you know all i'd completed them all and got all the blue spheres and jumped through that ring post and it took me to another blue sphere and my heart just sank i was like oh no no." (laughs) there's so many of them they just kind of they get you down after a while don't they those as much as, like, I, as much as I love them, I'm glad that they brought them back. But, how yeah. many was there in Sonic, when you plugged Sonic and One into Sonic and Knuckles? Aren't there like two billion something like procedurally that, yeah. generated ones or it something? It is something insane. But they're all made up of <laughs> sort of recurring parts, aren't they? In order yeah. To do it. So you, once you play through a few of them, you start to notice the same bits, don't you? Yeah. Anyway. Um, but yeah, all in all, yeah. So a, a really good, really good package. Really I was really, package. really yeah, pleased yeah. with that. Um, yeah, I've played through Encore mode, and I want to get back to it. Um, now that I'm done with our book club pick, I'll play a little bit uh, tomorrow, yeah. possibly. Um, yeah. Other than that, I've been in RPG world. I've um, oh, me too. Oh, good. I've acquired um, Xenoblade Chronicles two. Uh-huh. Footsteps. It was a yeah. lovely anniversary gift, a surprise anniversary gift for my wife. Um, yeah, it's, um, it's really good actually. Um, but I'm not. I'm about three or four hours in. Um, I think I've just uh, done the bit where you find the the red headed girl i'm not sure what her name yeah. is um and sort of up until then it's the like it's all been nice and tutorial and it's like oh yeah you gotta do this and do this all oh, right okay and it's all it's all nice and you know the battle system was easy to understand and then suddenly yeah. like the battle system goes right you can do this and you can do this and like, ah, whoa 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 what and i know my head starts spinning a bit yeah and uh, i remember uh, when we spoke about it before you said you i think at that point 30 hours in you you've you still weren't sure that you fully understood the, the battle <laughs> mechanic. I can imagine. <laughs> oh, no, I can see that. The, yeah. The, the door, the, there's like a door you have to pass through to get to the, the final boss. Mm. And it was still giving me tutorials about yeah. what I need to do to get through certain doorways and things it's like that. It's a very like, tutorial oh, heavy game. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Really heavy. But yeah. um, I, I like it though. I like the it's, general. It's a, yeah. It's a, I, the characters are really charming and likable for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. I like the, the music in it as well. It's that proper, yeah. Do you know what? It seems like a lot of the time, the only people still doing sort of gamey soundtracks are the Japanese games. Yeah. A lot of other, uh, a lot of other developers. While the soundtrack is still good in terms of it fitting the game and it sort of creating the atmosphere and everything, it's not stuff that I would want to take away and listen to separately. No, it's and more I, like a, it's more like a movie score than it, it is, is yeah. a, a video game soundtrack. Yeah, I mean, and these a lot of these Japanese games, I found it with um, Gravity Rush Two, which I played briefly as well. They've got these great sort of 
you know, orchestral kind of rock, <laughs> like really awesome blood pumping, you know, kind yeah. of soundtracks. And I heard it quite a bit in this already in the brief time I've spent with it. So it's, um, yeah, I, I mean, I sort of collect game music uh, and, you know, listen to it quite a lot. So um, I, I think I'll be getting this soundtrack uh, mm. from what I've heard of it so far. Yeah, it's a it's a really good little game. Um, mm. The like I say, I I didn't finish it. I yeah. I did. My patience kind of ran out with it. Literally on the final boss fight, which is a shameful thing to say, but you know, it's it's more my shortcomings in the games. I'll say that much. Okay, um, yeah. I, I'm not going to pressurize myself because it's such a long game. I'm not going to pressurize myself to to complete it necessarily. I'm going to get. No. I'm going to take my time with it. I'm going to sort of do, you know, side quests here and there. I'm going to sort of see how far I get with it, really. Yeah. Um, but it is interesting to compare it to the other RPG I've been playing, which is still Chrono Trigger. Um, yes. In that, you know, Chrono Trigger is quite sort of um, basic, not in a bad sense, but in a kind of, you know, there, there were no tutorials whatsoever so far. No. That. It's literally like, you know, in the battle you know you've got the attacks etc and it's really like attack use your special moves use your combo moves when all the characters are available that's kind of it so far anyway yeah um and it's kind of it just kind of shows how far rpgs have come in the sense that you know each one is is adding new things and by the time you get to xenoblade chronicles 2 there's so much other stuff to complicate it definitely yeah <laughs> it's, just, we, it's, we... it's fascinating to compare them really which is an interesting interesting segue, I suppose, because the, the RPG I've been playing um, a lot this month mm. has been released since the um, the last show um, is Octopath Traveler. Ah, yes, yes. Which was... is very much a return back to basics. Yeah, than... I played the demo um, mm. quite a while back. Um, I, I did enjoy it. I didn't finish it, uh, but that's more because I, would, um, I, I put it down for some other reason and I didn't go back to it, but... Um, yeah, I'm interested to hear what you what you think about that. It's good. It's a really good game. Mm. Um, it's very it's very back to basics. Um, it's very stripped back in terms of, you know, it doesn't bog you down with lots of different combat styles. The, the mm. you you get to grips with the battle system after your first two or three encounters, um, and you learn the basics that you learn in there uh, underpin the rest of uh, the rest of the game. I mean, there's various nuances and, and different tactics you can take, but you you get the foundations of it in your first two or three battles, and then mm. you know that that sets you up for the rest of the game, basically. Mm. Um, and it's it's just a really laid back kind of rpg storytelling experience it's no you know it's it really is just a focus on on telling a good story there's lots of there's a high level of random battles it is very old school in that sense yeah, um, you won't that, you yeah. won't you won't go more than sort of two or three steps <laughs> without having a random encounter do you see the enemies like in Chrono no. Trigger, or do you, they just appear yeah no they just appear it's yeah. it's it's very old-fashioned yeah um the one thing I would say about it, because uh, the, the name Octopath Traveler comes from the fact that it's based around these eight different characters, mm. um, and they've got eight eight different classes. You know, you get like a a medic and a a, a thief and a a, um, a warrior, and they've each got their own sort of job class that they they bring to the table, and they've each got their own story 
that's, that spans a number of chapters. And you can... The game wants you to go around and encounter all eight of the characters and build your party out of, out of the, the characters that you meet. And they've all got... Well, all the ones I've encountered so far, I haven't got all eight yet. I think I've got six of the characters so far. Mm. Um, they're all really interesting characters. They've all got these nice backstories, and you, you each time you meet one, you you find out about their background and what, what's motivating them and what their mission is. There isn't much interaction between the characters, though. It's kind of like... I wanted it to be... They'd each have their own story, but as the game progressed you'd find out that they sort of intertwined some way and there was some yeah. unifying like protagonist uh, um, uh, unifying antagonist or problem that they would have to face and you'd realize that you know somehow all their separate stories actually had a common thread through them um, and there isn't really any of that it's kind of you know here's eight characters with eight stories and occasionally they might discuss it with each other between levels right. and that's basically it that there doesn't seem to be any any sort of grand scheme that's going to be unveiled as the game goes on and i think that's, that's a bit a disappointing so, yeah. i would have liked to have seen some some grander overarching plot but mm, it's a bit of a missed trick isn't it really it is yeah yeah, yeah. it is and i i it's been selling gangbusters in japan i mean they, they've been selling out and um, Square Enix have been sort of apologising and putting out statements saying that they're working hard to get more more copies printed, and you know, so I think they really underestimated the demand for an, a classic old school RPG yeah. like that. Yeah, um, I think it's I think it's the same with Sega with Sonic Mania. I yeah. don't think that I think they genuinely were taken by surprise that people still wanted yeah. old school games like that. Yeah. I mean, it, we've, you see it with lots of other things. Crash Bandicoot, that's been phenomenally yeah. successful. I don't know how how much they expected that or not, but it has. It just shows how much, how big retro is now, really. I know. I mean, to us, it seems really obvious yeah. that, you know, <laughs> these games that we played growing up, we didn't play them because we didn't like them. Yeah, <laughs> you know? we didn't play them because that, that's all we had and we were just yeah. waiting for the next best thing. We played them because we liked them. and We played them because they were good games yeah. and we still want good games, yeah. you know? I know. They're still good but, games, no matter what, you know, regardless of what's come since, you know. Some yeah. games have aged badly, but a lot of them haven't and a lot of them yeah. are still and it's, valid. it seems to, to come as a complete surprise to, know. you know, the, the executives in charge of these companies. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, hopefully with, you know, like you say, with Crash Bandicoot, with uh, Sonic Mania, with Octopath Traveler, mm-hmm. hopefully the message is, is going to get through. And, I think uh, it is. There's that Spyro we'll collection coming out as well, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Have, you, have you heard about the, the drama surrounding that? I haven't, no. Do tell. Uh, if you buy the physical copy, yeah. uh, only the first game is included on the disc. What? And Spy- Spyro 2 and 3 are um, available as downloads. To pay for? Uh No. No, oh, okay, no, so you just download them. Why? Yeah, they're like they have they haven't really given a uh, actual response. <laughs> that doesn't um, make the, sense. The the <laughs> two the two prevailing theories is that I either it's a move to stop the to counter the second hand market, uh, so you you'd only get the the two and three included if you buy it brand new, which I I don't know. I think the industry got past the whole you know. Uh, online pass kind of stuff a few years ago. I think they realised that didn't really work. Yeah. Um, the second theory is that the games aren't finished yet, and they weren't they weren't read they weren't finished uh, right. in time. By to the go time on. they get on the disc, mm. yeah. Um, I think that's the more likely of the two Quite reasons. Possibly, but yeah. 
you know, just delay it. Delay it a month. Yeah, I know. You, uh, know? Yeah. you, you, do, you don't buy a physical copy of the game because you want a download. You no, buy the physical copy exactly. because you, you want, want the, the physical thing. copy. This, yeah. um, this was the same. I haven't played it with Street Fighter Five when it first came out, wasn't it? It was had like hardly anything on the disc. Is that right? Oh, that is a slightly different situation. But yeah, yeah same thing. Um, yeah. Street Fighter Five was bare bones as anything. It yeah. had no no arcade mode. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was it was absolutely bare bones, and mm. a lot of it was. I mean, there's there's a physical copy now, Street Fighter Five Arcade Edition, which is a, a complete package. Yeah, but I want to get around years, to that, you, yeah, yeah, for years you could, you know, it was you got the bare bones thing, and then you had to download updates to yeah. to you know pad it out. It's just it's so it's a slap in the face for sort of forward thinking, and when you know this console becomes uh you know a retro console and the, mm-hmm. the online servers you know aren't there anymore although they haven't exactly. really been taken down yet as far as the previous they haven't but i mean we've, they, we've they got, may well be we've got point. precedent for it already i mean playstation mobile um there's a series of games that were for uh, the uh, xperia play which was like a, a mobile phone and it you slid it open and it had mm. the the PlayStation controller, mm. um, and they did a specific set of PlayStation mobile games that you could download and play on the, the handset. Mm. Um, you can't get those legally anyway now. All the all the PlayStation mobile servers have been shut down. Mm. As far as I'm aware, the only people preserving those games now are pirates. Yeah, you exactly. know, if you, there's just no way for you to to get these games anymore, and I mm. I think it's naive to think that as big as the PlayStation Four is, that one day they're not going to shut down the servers for that as well, and yeah. all these games that are digital only, yeah. they're going to be gone. Yeah, it's, well, as it's... long as you keep them on your hard drive, but I mean, well, you know, yeah, it's not safe, yeah. is it? Really, it's not doesn't it's, preserve it. Doesn't, doesn't preserve make it. Easily it. accessible for everyone else. No. No, I'm 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 really disappointed about it personally. I, I had yeah. it pre-ordered. I've cancelled my pre-order because I'm, right. I'm I, my hope is it's going to follow a similar pattern to um, Crash Bandicoot, where it's going to come out on PlayStation and well, PlayStation first, and say six months a year down the line, it's going to come to Switch. Is that only on um, PS4 currently? Is that right? <clears throat> uh, PS4, Xbox, and PC. Oh, um, okay. Uh, so switch is the only one yeah there's been a there's been a few leaks that suggest it's it's going to be coming down the pipe at some point right. um and i'm hoping that the switch version will will be complete and everything will be on the um on the cartridge it's not going to look as good graphically as the playstation 4 release but i'm willing to make that trade-off if i can just get the three games that i've paid for yeah, exactly exactly you know just on on the the cartridge in that case you know just forever yeah you know you got it there then as long yeah. as you've got a switch you'll have the game exactly point. exactly and you know it's uh, i don't know maybe we're just old but i i well the thing I, it is i'm know, just against this whole digital only future that I mean, they're trying to force worse, streaming only would be oh, even gosh. worse because then you don't actually have anything physically anywhere and it doesn't it doesn't work no. it just doesn't work no. um i I, th- I don't know if we've discussed this before but i went to the Eurogamer convention a few years ago i can't mm. remember when it was now it's like four or five years yeah ago. i've been to a couple of those i think yeah yeah and the year i went it was on live which was this streaming yeah. only console yes I and they had it, yeah. a they had a big thing there and they were a big presence at the show and everyone who attended, they gave a free on live console. Um, it was like some promotional thing. Yeah. Um, 
so I got it, and um, I didn't actually get one there and then because they were, it, they were in such high demand. I got given a token, and I had to pay a pound to have one posted to me afterwards, which was fine. Yeah. Um, and I, I used that for a bit. I plugged that in and, and, and tried the whole game streaming thing. And it had its merits, but it just doesn't work very reliably. Um, mm-hmm. Sonic 1 was unplayable. Sonic 1 was completely unplayable because of the, the, the input lag. Right. Um, and I thought that was just ridiculous. You yeah. know, we're talking about a game from 1991, and I can't play it in 2012 or 14 or whenever it was because of you know all this hardware and the input lag and streaming it across Jesus. the internet and yeah. um the one time i did have a really good time with it and i think it it gave a really good glimpse of of that it had something going for it <clears throat> apologize for the coughing it's very dry atmosphere and i get a bit of a tickly throat um <laughs> With on live, you could any time you were playing, um, you could go to like a hub menu and you could jump in and view anyone else who was playing a game at the same time. So, okay. um, if you were playing at peak time, you just had like thousands of other people and you could just dip in and see what the games they were playing. And if you had a microphone, you could talk to the person playing and they could talk back. <laughs> and there was one time I I jumped in, there's someone playing one of the Tomb Raider games, mm. and there was these two girls, they sounded like they were about sort of 16 or 17, and they'd obviously hooked up a microphone, and they were just giving this really funny commentary, I can't remember what they were saying, <laughs> they were just commenting on some random person's game, and it was really funny, it was just really entertaining to watch, and they're just riffing off of, of, the, off of this person's gameplay, and it, it, that kind of thing, I thought, you know, there's something... That's quite cool, I mean... They're onto something there, there's something, there's a nugget of, of a good idea somewhere, but the yeah. whole, you know, the, the whole streaming thing in general was was a waste. I mean, uh, on live we're charging um, full retail price for games, so um, at the time, I think the, the new Deus Ex game was one of the big releases at the time, and they were charging like £49 for that if you wanted to quote-unquote buy it for on live. Mm. And when the service shut down, because uh, on live on live is obviously not a thing anymore. Uh, all the consoles or that they gave out yeah. of paperweights now, they can't yeah. use them for anything. So you bought that game on there and you can't play it anymore? You can't play it. You got no refund, as it's far as I'm aware. It? It's just gone. So yeah. imagine if you'd have invested in a library of that, and you know, sorry, the company's, yeah. you know, exactly. You're, you're putting all of your faith. I mean, it's, it's similar to anything. It's similar to you know Netflix and, and anything like that, I suppose. But with games, it's more, it's more, you know, important because you're putting so much money in because they're more expensive. Yeah. Um, and you it know, just seems so. If the company goes, that's it. You lost your games. Yeah, you can't. They're not downloaded anywhere. They come through the internet live, and they can't do that anymore. It's gone. No, it's just uh, I worry. I uh, yeah, I, I do. Worry. If that's the way it goes, yeah. and you know, yeah, I don't think it's able to do it yet. But maybe in in the future, I don't know. I was gonna say, I don't. I think the next generation will be fine. I think the next yeah. generation, we're, we're we're gonna be with physical media for at least one more generation. Mm. But looking past that, it's a bit hazy. I don't know. Mm. See, I I don't like getting into anything that I that I I can't be sure that I'm gonna have. I'm gonna be able to keep. 
know what I mean? Like, yeah, and the same, yeah. For, same for online games. I don't really get into online games, partly because I don't really like them anyway, but partly because I know one day those servers are going to go down and I can't play that game anymore. And I yeah. just don't like, in, I don't like getting into something that I will not be able to play, you know, 10 years from now. And in a more pragmatic sense, I just don't have very much money. (laughs) If it it all goes pear-shaped, I can't afford to buy it all again. Exactly. Imagine, (laughs) like, yeah, you've got your collection, your your physical collection, someone just takes it away and says, no, you can't have that anymore. You have to buy it all over again. It would break me. It would break me. Of course it would. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, I have have actually had uh, a console banned. Um, Hmm my playstation 3 and my uh playstation account in general was was banned because i like to mess around i mean we've spoken before i like to do sort of mods and repairs on consoles and things like that yeah and i was experimenting with a new uh custom firmware exploit on the playstation 3 Mm. and i stupidly left my ordinary account on there and i signed in uh they detected I was using a custom firmware yeah. and banned my account, yeah. and I lost all my uh, PlayStation games, uh, digital games that I'd bought since uh, I bought the PS3. See, that's, um, that's, that's crap. Everything, because everything was. You've gone. paid for those games; they should be yours. Yeah. You know, regardless yeah. of what you do. I mean, by all means, ban, ban me. For, you know, ban the console from going online, yeah. and you know, give me a, an account suspension or something like that. But they, they took all my PlayStation games, all my PSP games, my Vita games, oh my God. Uh, everything, everything digital, basically that I bought in all the years, and they, they wouldn't have any of it. They, you know, they said, you know, uh, custom firmwares against the terms of service on your bike, and you know, so. Mm. You know, I've been burned by that before. Mm. Um, admittedly, of my own doing, I was stupid, and you know, hold my hands up, that's fine. Um, yeah, but it still sucks, doesn't it? It still it's sucks, still... and it, it it does show the volatility of of relying on on yeah. a digital only, you know, um, ecosystem. That's right. Yeah. So, um, I think we, we, we've had quite a... <laughs> that probably went on longer than we expected, but that's, that's all right. That's quite good. We, I think we, that's, that's, that good. needs to be said, that kind of stuff. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. We, we, if we can't get on our, our soapbox about uh, yeah. digital distribution on our own podcast, then, then well, what something we, we both feel passionate about, so we need... It is. Know, it is. And it, I, I'm passionate about it because I love games, yeah. and I, I, I want them to be preserved. I want yeah. to... I mean, I, I don't know if I'll ever have kids, but if I do, I want to be able to say to them, look, here's all the games that I played when I was a kid yeah. and have them still be able to do it without having to worry about, oh, is it online? And, you know? I, fully, I fully plan to do that with Alice, my daughter. I'm going to sit yeah, her down exactly. one day. I'm going to sit her down in my game room. Right, we're going to go through every single one of these games and you're going to appreciate them. <laughs> <laughs> you're not leaving. You're until not you've leaving until, until you've completed <laughs> Sonic 2. <laughs> with emeralds <laughs> but I want to go see my friends not until no. you've completed the Playstation library yeah. Gener- generation 5 to 6 today 7 to 8 tomorrow <laughs> but no you, you know it, it is, I, th- I think it is important that, f- that future generations as soppy as it sounds and as sappy as it is you know future generations should be able to look back and, and, yeah. and, and play the games that, that we've played and that, that the formative parts of of the art form you know imagine if if you know no one could go back and watch citizen kane today if if you know a media studies class or a film studies class 
couldn't watch, you know, any Stanley Kubrick films anymore because, mm. you know, the, the servers had gone down and they weren't accessible anymore. It'd be detrimental to film a, a, as as a discipline, as, a, yeah. as an art form. Well, you can't look back. You have to look back. Um, yeah. I mean, look how big nostalgia is at the moment. That's only big because mm. we can go back, you know. Yeah. And we can revitalise and we can look at that source material. If we can't do that anymore... I don't know. It'd be sad. It's sad. Well. Yeah, you you're losing all that progress and all, mm. all all the all the things that that shaped the industry to into what it is today. Mm. So, <laughs> 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 should we take a, a much needed break? Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm going to get a glass of water so I'm not coughing all through the second half of the show, mm-hmm. and uh, we shall come back where we're going to be discussing our, our book club of the. The month, uh, your choice My was Clonoa, Daughter Phantomile, yeah. uh, on the original PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we're both quite uh, looking forward to, to talking about this one. Definitely. So, uh, yeah, we'll take a quick break and we'll be back after this where we're going to talk about Clonoa. Okay. Welcome back. Uh, part two. Part two. Part two. The show. Part two. <laughs> um, yeah, so had a bit of continental part flavor to proceed For French listeners. For the French listeners out there. Of which there are um, many. Yes. I was actually, uh, speaking of listeners, I'm, yeah. I, we got some really nice feedback from the last show. I, I, did. I, um, I, thought, I can't remember if, it, if we got it before we recorded the last show or, or we got it afterwards and I just didn't get time to mention it. Was it was after we recorded but before we put the uh, the previous episode up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, it was, re- it was really, really nice. I really appreciate the the, the, the comments. It's, that's awesome. Yes. It was from someone, I don't have the name, I think his name was Rom. The screen mm. name was Rom. But he, uh, yes, he had some lovely words to say. So thank you very much, Rom, if that is in yes. your name. Yes, a um, thoroughly good egg. Yes, so hopefully, um, you know, slowly but surely, we'll uh, we'll get a little bit more. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I, I was, yeah, it's it's really good. It's just really nice to to hear people are enjoying it. Yeah, so um... yeah, it's great to hear anything. You know, if anyone's got any, you know, constructive criticism as well, we'd love to hear it. You know, because we want to yeah. make this as good as we can. Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Um, I was particularly conscious. I, I, I hope no one. I'm, I'm going to mention it now, and everyone's going to hear it. But my chair creaking in the last, the, the last episode. I'm, I'm using the same chair today. I, I, yeah, I can hear. I mean, I, oh, until you, I, I heard that, but I, I haven't heard it so far, and I didn't hear it in the previous episode, so I don't know. That's because I, I'm, I've positioned myself. I'm sitting just forward, right on the edge of the chair. <laughs> Are you it's comfortable? Incre- no, no, not at all. But it's it, 
the only other chair I've got that I could use creaked just as much in a different way. So <laughs> you need new chairs. Um, I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna have to sort it out in time for the next show. But for now, um, I apologise for any any creaks and groans um, in yeah. in the background. I'm guessing I might have uh, been producing some earlier as well. But yeah, but we'll <laughs> we'll get you know? we'll get we'll solve these gradually. Yeah, we'll 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 get a, a proper studio together sometime, and uh, we'll be <laughs> yeah. fine. Cheers. Yeah, um. So, uh, our game of the month, your choice was Klonoa. Yes. Um, being that it was your, your choice, uh, do you want to just um, give us a bit of background? What is it and what, what made you choose it? Actually? Well, um, uh, this, was a, this is a lovely little platformer for the PlayStation 1, um, uh, developed and published by Namco. And it was uh, released in... Sorry, I'll just go through these bits first before I uh, say why I chose it. Yeah. Um, for some reason, I don't know why. Released in December 1997 for Japanese, uh, March 1998 for the US, and June 1998 for us in Europe. Um, I, I I don't know. I've always been. I think I've always been kind of aware of it. Um, and I've I put it on my pie um, a little while ago, and my wife uh, recognised it. She used to play it quite a lot, um, so she was kind of playing it, and I was like, oh yeah, that's a really cool game, and I played it a bit for this podcast i think i played the first level mm-hmm. um and yeah it just seemed like um one i always wanted to get back to um so yeah that's um just seemed like and i knew it was quite uh, well respected um, yeah i think i'd heard a, a sort of a, a talk about it on another podcast where they really really raved about it i think it was like their game of the year so um yeah i just um i thought it was a great choice really yeah well it was it was a really great mm. choice um it's it's a game that's I consider it a really a, a really special game to me. It's um, mm. I've got a, a quite a long history with it, I suppose, because oh, okay. I, I going back. I mean, like you say, when the <clears throat> the release date would have been uh, about nineteen ninety eight. I think yeah. you said wasn't it? June. Yeah. Um, yeah um, we <clears throat> were in secondary school then, and mm. I didn't have a great time in secondary school i did mm. find i had you know a, a bit of a bit of a rough time of things mm. um and i did use video games a lot as a, sort of a an escape a coping mechanism whatever you want to call it um mm. you know when i got home you know bad day at school come home and i'd you know chuck on a game and, and sort of try and forget about things yeah. and klonoa came on i never had the full game um when i was a kid because I just didn't have money to buy new games at the yeah. time. Um, but I did get the official PlayStation magazine, and that was the month that came out. I think it was on the same demo disc as Gran Turismo, um, which was the big game, another sort of AAA game that was coming out at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just played that demo disc to death. For like Every night I would be playing that that, that same... Because it was quite a long level. It gave you like the, yeah. the whole first level, the final boss. Uh, not the final boss. <laughs> uh, the, you know, the boss of that level. Yeah. Um, and it is quite, it's, you know, it's quite a chunky little demo. It gave you basically the, the whole first chapter of the game. Yeah, De- um, demo discs just, were, were great, weren't they? Really, they were really great they back were so then. Good. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And I, I just played that, and you know, I, I became so familiar with it over the years. Um, mm. You know, that you know, when I eventually was able able to buy it, you know, it just it. It already had a very, very sort of personal meaning yeah. to me. I think, I always, yeah. you know, I was very, very, att- very attached to that game and the the, the character, and um, so yeah, it's it's just it holds a, a, a special place in my heart, really. When it's did, it's when, a really. When did you finally get it? Oh, years, years later. Unfortunately, I'm yeah. because um, yeah, um, 
was going to say the that... time when when it was it was already starting to inflate in value. Right. Oh, I see. Yeah, it's one of those things about demo discs. There's always the ones that got away in the demo discs, and yeah. the ones you played to death back in the day, but you never actually bought. And, no, you know, yeah. You kind of get oh, once, once you get back into collecting again, you kind of like, oh, I've got to get that because I always wanted that game. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I I played the remake. Um, I jumped on the remake that they did for the Wii mm. um, as soon as it came out, mm. and that was, you know, it, it's a really, really good remake. But um, yeah, it looks it. Mm. It's just a fantastic game. I I just I was really drawn into it. Um, I I saw parallels into it. I guess <clears throat> not parallels so much, but um, I think I at the time everything the the whole gaming landscape was moving towards three D platformers and yeah. um sort of uh, graphics. Not necessarily graphics over gameplay, but certainly finding excuses to to demonstrate the power of of, of consoles compared to the previous generation. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Klonoa seemed to be something that I was really missing from the old generation, which is just a good, straightforward platform game. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, it, it just it just filled it, it filled a gap that I I really I'd really been missing since the Mega Drive mm. days. That's an interesting point because it, it's kind of to put it it, it it doesn't want to show off about it it kind of using the modern technology really really well but it's it's not like a you know a glorified tech demo you know it's a they, they no. wanted to build a real core game in there using traditional mechanics rather than kind of messing around with new mechanics that end up not really working do you know what i mean yeah um we should say it's it's um a 2.5d game isn't it, it is so 2.5d game which is a term i'm not never really been that thrilled about but in, in this no. case i think it really works because it's a mixture of polygonal and sprites yeah done really really well and it makes sense for the time as well because if you were to do it wholly poly polygonal i don't th it wouldn't look as good no it wouldn't look nearly as good and no. there's something really uh, i think um we mentioned octopath traveler earlier in the show mm, um I th yeah yeah i think it there's a certain charm to pixel art and, and mm. pixel characters that you know i'm not saying that 3d 3d polygonal characters can't have charm or or, or character to them but the, i don't know i just find something particularly appealing about about really well done pixel art and um, 2d pixel characters and yeah. i think you know combining them with a 3d environment like octopath does and like klonoa does it's ju it's just a really nice mix when it's done well yeah i mean they can get more detail in there for one thing uh, that you wouldn't have been able to do at the time with wholly polygonal characters. I think mm. these look like they've been pre-rendered. Would you say that? Yeah, I think that'd be fair to say. Mm. I think, that, yeah, it, it, it definitely does. I don't know if they were, but it definitely does have a pre-rendered kind of um, style to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I th and I think that graphical style has aged really well compared to other PS1 games. Oh, definitely. I think the style that they've sort of textured the, poly the, the polygons in uh, sort of that cartoony style, not trying to be realistic, works really well. And the mm -hmm. sprites themselves, have, you know, again, they look great. Well, I think that the remaster they did for the Wii, um, if you compare them side by side, mm. it's not like like the the upcoming Spyro um, remaster where it's like night and day, the difference no. between them. No, it it's kind really. of just like 
it's just like smoothed off a few of the rough it's, edges. It's a nice lick of paint, isn't it? You can know that you know yeah. there's a difference, definitely. But it's you know there's a difference, but it's not it's not like a, a it's not a completely different game because no, it, isn't, no. it didn't need to be. It, no. it all it needed was a you know just a, a little bit of a like you say just a, a lick of paint for to bring it up to slightly modern standards. But yeah. it held up so well that they really didn't need to do much to it to to remaster it. No, quote unquote. No. Um, since you're so familiar with the game, why don't you tell us a little bit about you know. The, the character and the world and what he can kind of do well i'm familiar with it but i'm not entirely sure what he is I, yeah I've, this is a point i wanted to bring up as well what is he i i, I, I think i've always thought of him as a cat yeah that's that seems ears. to be the overriding opinion he's some sort of cat-like creature at first yeah. i thought he might be a dog because he had a big collar yeah and at one point one of the characters was referred to him as a mouse so i thought okay he's yeah. a mouse He's but a mouse, then, but he doesn't really have any mousey features, does no. he? So he he doesn't look like uh, any particular type of animal, really. He looks like no. a made-up animal. Um, yeah, but... I, I, when I first played it, I, I assumed he was a cat. I thought he was a cat with long mm. ears, and he can mm. flap his ears and glide a bit, which in video game land is a perfectly acceptable yes. thing for a cat to do. Um so yeah, he's I, I, in. Um, actually, I, I, yeah, the, I think the Japanese, the, the original game uh, that we're talking about in uh, in England and it, well in the West, it was called Klonoa uh, Daughter Phantom Isle. Mm. Um, in Japan, it was uh, my pronunciation is going to be terrible, but it was called Katsei no Klonoa uh, Daughter Phantom Isle, which translates as Klonoa of the Wind, um, which I suppose relates to his his big flappy ears. Mm. And the way he can sort of control—he not really control the wind, but I suppose there's lots of wind elements in the game. But anyway, you're this cat. You go around, and you can capture enemies and inflate them. Yes. Um, so sounds this like is an odd the, thing. Yeah, it does sound like an odd thing. As a game mechanic, it works very well. Yeah, you sort of capture them, you inflate them in the same way, like um, if you imagine Kirby when he inflates himself, that's mm. kind of what the enemies look like. Yeah. And you can, once you've captured them, they you hold them in this inflated state, and you can either use them as a projectile weapon, um, or you can use them uh, to throw at things in the environment to unlock switches or um, yeah. capture items. They use them or quite can... a lot of versatile ways throughout the game i find yeah um or you you can use it for extra height as well you can jump and then jump you can jump in the air and then use it as a double jump like a yeah um so yeah and that that's basically that's basically it you find a a a mysterious pendant and it leads you on a on a quest to save lafice the the songstress of rebirth i believe it is if Mm. if, um, um, my memory's correct there's there's an um, I, i i didn't I find the story a little bit difficult to follow while playing, but, <laughs> but in the, in reading about it, it's sort of um, like a dream world, isn't it? Where yeah. it's, it's supposed to be a world where all the dreams of real people get collected. Yeah, phantomizers. Sort of, yeah, yeah phantomar. Um, and there's a there's a bad dude called uh, Gay Gadius 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 Gadius. Yeah. Um, who is who wants to turn them all into nightmares or something like that, isn't it? Yeah. He wants to uh, release a nightmare beast or something anyway something like that it's one of those games where the story isn't really why you're playing <laughs> no it isn't having said that there were some interesting um mature twists to it yes one particular one in particular 
Well, I don't know if I should spoil it or not. You probably. Know I don't. I'm... Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about spoilers, no. okay. particularly for um, the game that you know we'll get to that I'm going to pick for next okay. next show. Yeah. Um, when we come to discuss that, uh, spoilers are going to be a thorny issue. So I don't know what what we want to make our stance on spoilers would be. I think it. Yeah. True. Let's just let. Well, okay. Let's leave it at that. There's um. It, it, the story is at least a little in a couple of points in the game. It's a little becomes a little bit more mature and a little bit more emotional than you might be expecting from mm-hmm. the game. I think that's fair to say. Yeah, because yeah. the game looks very very cute. It looks almost mm. too cute for some. You could say. I've heard because the, it didn't sell very well when it first came yeah. out. Yeah. Um, and I've heard commentary because. It seems like an odd synchronicity that since you and that since you picked this as the game, mm. uh, quite a few big YouTubers suddenly suddenly did um, uh, videos on Klonoa and the Klonoa series and its history and things like that. Mm. Um, not that I'm suggesting that they listened to the show and thought that was a good idea, but mm, it, 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 yeah, it is well. one. That... <laughs> <laughs> But it is one of those sort of synchronicity things where you know a lot of people suddenly have the same idea and yeah, go that's like, interesting. yeah, it's quite that's weird considering this game has been available for you know twenty years. Yeah, that's yeah, it is. Yeah. It's odd timing, but yeah. a lot of the um, a lot of the discussion around the the lack of popularity of the game at the time has been that maybe audiences found it a, a little bit too cutesy and a bit too uh, a bit too Japanese. I've heard some people I saying. Think- particularly on the PlayStation, the general move was to be more going to more realistic worlds and sort of grown up games. Wasn't it, it? Well, it? Yeah. It was trying to be very, the marketing was very edgy and very, and you, you know, modern and grown up, wasn't it? Given that you can see how a game like this wouldn't have stood out to a lot of people. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah, definitely. Having said that, I mean, you know, it's still as, 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 as suitable to as any other game to, to sort of kids and the younger generation so you know that it, it could still have have made an impact on them yeah i mean the playstation was popular with everyone so yeah um, I, I mean I, look, I love the playstation i love it like it was my own child but <laughs> there's some absolute bilge on that system there's there's some terrible well terrible... you can say it about any system that's truly popular can't you the ps2 you can. the wii you know the DS. There's wherever um, popularity appears, crap games will follow. Yeah, <laughs> it's just the yeah. way it is, isn't it? And I, I mean, I, I always I always try and take the stance that even the the crappiest game is always is always going to have something going for it. There's very few games where there isn't some redeeming quality of something. Even if it's but... just to laugh at it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's always something you can take from it. Yeah. Um, but you know. Even if it was, even if people were going to dismiss it as, oh, that 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 that's a kids' game. Even in the realm of kids' games on the PlayStation, it was it, it was head and shoulders above mm. most of the other, you know, children aimed games out there. So oh, even yeah. for, even for that that realm, I don't know why, you know, oh, I'll buy it for my kid to play, or I'll buy it for my my little sister to play, or whatever. Mm. You know, I'm, I'm still it's disappointing it didn't it didn't get the love it deserved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, yeah. Go on. No, no. I mean, that, 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 uh, 
I don't know if I can add much more to it than mm. that in terms of you know the the fact that it was it was you know so so overlooked. I'm glad it's getting a, a resurgence in 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 awareness now. Mm. Um, more people are, are, are going to pick it up and have a go at it. Yeah, I mean um, it's it's not a cheap game, but at the moment it's not super super expensive either. I think you can, no. you can pick it up for what 60, 70 quid. Six or seventy quid, and um, I did put a little tweet out there. Um, yeah. If you do have the capability to play imported games, um, you can get the Japanese version for about fifteen quid. Mm. Um, and the only difference is the character names are in Japanese. The all the text of the game, all the menus, um, every is perfectly playable without any language barrier. It's, it's that, just. It's amazing. Um, mm. It's just that in the text boxes, Klonoa's name and Hupo's name and all the other the characters will all be in Japanese. But so if you can work around that. So by default, all the text is in English? Yes, yes. How do the Japanese people understand? Well, I, th- I think most Japanese people speak English. Hmm. I think they do. Okay. Um, because I remember reading um, uh, most of the Japanese... Because um, uh, um, there's a game, Omega Boost, which was by Polyphony Digital, who are most famous for Gran Turismo. Mm. Um, they did a game, Omega Boost, which is like a space robot shoot 'em up thing. That's another example of a game. If you buy that over here, if you want the Western release, you're looking at about 50 or 60 quid for a copy in good condition. The Japanese one is 100% in English from start to finish. There's, there's like one Japanese subtitle on the, the uh, intro sequence. Mm. The rest of it, start to finish, is, is all English. And yeah. you can buy the Japanese version for about 10, or 10 quid if it's in average condition, 15 quid if you want it in yeah. good condition. There's a few you know, other so, examples like that, isn't it? I can't think of yeah. it off the top of my head. Some of the Saturn yeah, the, the, ones, I think. Oh, definitely, yeah. There's some really good ones on the Saturn. Um, and, yeah. yeah, I remember reading, because uh, Resident Evil, all the um, voice acting is in English on the Japanese versions. I think all the text is Japanese, but all the voice acting's in English. Hmm. And I remember reading in a, a PlayStation magazine at the time, it's because English was considered very cool in Japan. Yes, I've um, heard that as well. They, uh, yeah, it's got a certain appeal to it, just speaking yeah. English. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I wonder if that's, and I can, I can see that because I, I if I I think well I think any kind of um, bilingual ability is cool personally, mm. but um, if I I think it'd be I'd love to be able to to speak and read Japanese. Oh, I yeah, I'd find absolutely. That, I'd find that very cool. So there's no reason why it shouldn't work in reverse. Mm. I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> um, the game itself. I mean, just sort of sort of talking about it on the more technical level. I thought I think I I really like the um, just the level design of the game. Yeah, it was um, it's very varied. You know, you mm. would get a, a fairly linear level that had you know a lot of very traditional platforming sections, and then you'd have um, a lot of time you had to find uh, like a key to unlock a, key. a door. You yeah. have to go on a separate route. You'll come against the door. You have to find go on a separate route, find a key, come back. A little bit of backtracking. Um, there was even one level where you had to backtrack almost back to the beginning of the level once you've turned on the big wheel. Do you remember that level? Oh, yes, I do, yeah. Yeah, I kind of got stuck on that bit. I couldn't figure yeah. out where to go on that one. <laughs> and um, I, I made in my notes, there was, there was um, which one was it? Oh, yes, um, six, level 6-1, six, which is the last level, the first part I'm going to say that's, that's very late in the game, because there's seven sages in total, I think, isn't there? But there's six proper ones. There's also a bonus one at the end, which I didn't yeah. get, which I, um, uh, we spoke briefly before we started recording. I... Um, I emulated this game and I really wanted to to get through it for the podcast because I really found myself enjoying it but I was running out of time I had to 
start saving and loading state like a madman basically because it does get pretty tough this game um so i kind of got to the very last this last last boss and it kind of kept coming and i thought oh, well i'm saving and loading so often i'm not really playing this game anymore <laughs> so i ended up looking at it on youtube and there is like a secret bonus level at the end that looks ridiculously hard <laughs> <laughs> um but anyway six one was almost i found it almost like a <clears throat> this term is thrown around for everything these days but a metroidvania in the sense yeah, that yeah. you had like um colored blocks everywhere that weren't moving and you had to go around the level the levels made up of various different rooms and you had to uh, hit that you had to find the gemstone that was matched that color to release all the blocks then you could go back and then go to different routes and get uh -huh. another gemstone to unlock more areas and there's a very intricate kind of uh map of that level and i thought that was really cool as well yeah and the eclipse one as well five what five two I uh, yeah i'm gonna say five two five th that yeah. was a really cool thing it's very simple but it worked really well basically mm -hmm. you're in a level where there's an eclipse constantly going on and off in the sky and when it go when when everything goes dark the enemies become invincible yeah but platforms become usable and it's just this constant playing with that mechanic constant switching back and forth constant you have to do things quickly in time before the darkness hits in um, you know, triggering various mechanics to progress, and there was something really satisfying about that. You know, for to sort of to appreciate from a level design perspective. Yeah. Um, so yeah, things like that really struck me. The uh, it's um, it was mechanically very sort of sanguine. I mean, platformers these days are when two D platformers are, are often very good in that sense. You know, you look at like the, the Nintendo ones, like the you know the Mario games, the Yoshi's. Mm -hmm. The uh, the Raymans as well, you know they're very good at introducing new mechanics for a level and then maybe not even using them again. You yeah, know, just every level, new mechanics, new mechanics. This game isn't quite like that, but it's kind of. I don't know. It's it, it still holds its own against them, despite that. You know, it's it, it's very good at uh, introducing these things very gradually and making it feel like you you never it never feels repetitive, never feels like no, you're, it doesn't. You're playing the same thing. You're doing the same thing over and over again. You kind of are, but there's just something about the way it introduces new enemies gradually, new ideas gradually, and it just feels mm -hmm. like it's constantly feeding you with new things that you don't expect, and then just chucking in one of these levels that's completely arranged completely differently to what you're expecting. Um, and I think that's just one of the, the sort of the nuances of the game that I I, I particularly picked up. Yeah. On. Well, I think I think that's the key to it, isn't it? When you said you, it, essentially it is repetitive. You are doing the same things over and over again, mm. but it doesn't feel like it. Yeah. Um, I think you know if you think, you know, Sonic, what we talked about earlier, that's Sonic all over. I mean, the the original Sonic game, you are basically doing the same thing over and over again, but yeah. it never feels repetitive. Yeah. I think that... um, and you, you can apply that to any. If you think of any of your favorite games, yeah. um, I think that's a. That, I think that's what really what elevates a game into something being something special when you Definitely. realize that, you know, you, you're basically doing the same task, but you want to do it. It's, it's a fine balance between keeping the mechanics the same, because if you keep changing them, then uh, as in complete, uh, as in the actual control of the characters, if you keep changing it throughout the whole game, just for the sake of variety, you're going to get confused, you know, can cause confusion. But if you uh -huh. keep those mechanics, but keep, changing them in such a way that you feel like you're you're using them in different ways that's the mark of a real game that's that's the, the fine yes. line you've got to get in in gameplay really just to to, to simplify if you were to simplify it yeah uh, and this game does it 
you know, to a T, very, very, very successfully. Um, the bosses were tough, but interesting as well. Yeah. I particularly liked the one where you're on like a swinging log um, kind of bridge and it swings back and forth into the background where the boss is at the back and you've got to grab a character from the foreground and then hold him while it swings, dodge obstacles that are sort of there as you as you sort of swing underneath them, kind of move towards the boss and throw a, throw an enemy at him. That was quite a cool one. Yeah. And I like the... the uh... They're quite old school sensibilities for the bosses, aren't they? They're they're yeah. very pattern based, and you know, I like that. Mm. You, there's working out. You know, once you've worked out the pattern, it's it, there's not much luck involved in it. If you lose, it's because you know you haven't learned the pattern yeah. properly, or, or exactly. you, you've tried to rush it through, or you know, it's all. It really encourages you to get skillful with the mechanics that the the the, that the game has given you to use. Um, and I, I that's. Like I say, it's just really an old school, old school approach to it, rather than than what other games were doing around the same sort of time. Mm, yeah, for the time, you think it, it takes these old school ideas and this sort of really sort of sound kind of platforming that's been around for for years at that point, and just try uh, and just moves it into the, the the third dimension, I guess, with with loads yeah. of loads of new ideas, particularly involving the foreground and the background, using that third dimension to bring things in making you hit things in the background, moving into another uh, plane of, uh, of level and into the background, you know, stuff like that. At the time, it must have felt quite fresh. Because I don't yeah. think there were many 2.5, other 2.5D games around at that time. I think the, the, there were a couple. I mean, the, the, the other big major one around the same time, not that I think it was pro- probably a couple of years earlier, was Pandemonium. Yeah, that's the one um, I remember at the time. Yeah, that, that was the other big, that was the sort of the flagship 2.5D. And there was another one called, um, a relatively obscure one called Wild Nine, uh, which was made by the same team that did Earthworm Jim. Oh really? I didn't um, know. Yeah, we might we might have to cover that in a later show. Mm-hmm. Um, that's well worth playing. Um, and mm-hmm. that that was a kind of two point five D. That came after. I think that would have been sort of ninety nine. I don't know. But okay. um, there, there there wasn't much going on in in two point five D compared to uh, you know the, the the big craze was making everything three um, D yeah. um, free roaming kind of uh, style platforming. Yeah, it was all about exploring. Yeah, you know, a very they literal collector, 3D thons and it was yeah it, that that was an, yeah that was popular, and it yeah. was just sort of it was taking those baby steps in, into moving around, roaming around and free roaming, which at the time was was jaw dropping. But you remember Mario sixty four? I mean, it was it was worlds yeah. away from anything you've experienced at the time. But... Well, I was gonna I was gonna make that comparison then when you said uh, when you said how it um, you know takes sort of the old old school ideas and brings them into the sort of modern mm. modern style it, it kind of it, i put it in the same kind of innovation stakes as, as that as mario 64 in that kind of thing i i think they just took it whereas mario 64 went into the full 3d kind of thing mm. um klonoa took those ideas and tried evolved them more keeping the 2d style um I, I i don't really know i don't know how to articulate exactly what i mean no, but i, I know think what you I... mean yeah it's interesting to see all those different early platformers and see which they all went in separate directions to sort of um tackle this 3d issue that was becoming relevant yeah you know, it seemed from what yes. i've read and what i've heard about the, the developers at the time they didn't really know 
and they had all this technology and they had all these ideas and they knew they had to start pushing 3D but they didn't necessarily know what the best way of doing it was so they had to come mm-hmm. up with all these things um, I think you remember the, the game Croc yeah, that so was like a three D platform. It had like sort of tank controls, didn't it? It did. Yeah, that was what one of the first PlayStation games I got actually. Yeah, it was a very early one, wasn't it? And I, I never played yeah. it at the time, but I remember um, quite like the uh, the look of it. But mm. that is interesting. I think I read that somewhere that they pitched that to Nintendo as a Yoshi. Yeah, game. That, that that was going to be a, a Yoshi. I think it was going to be a Yoshi racing game originally, oh, really? and then it, okay. yeah, then it evolved into like a, yeah. a you know a platformer, and then. And then, you know... It's just because that was... I believe it was being made at the same time as Mario 64. And obviously Mario 64 kind of, you know, invented the rule book of 3D, moving around <laughs> in the 3D space. Whereas that kind of, you know, did it so... Maybe they didn't have as much, you know, capabilities, you know, technology-wise or, you know, manpower-wise or whatever, as, as Mario did all the inspiration. But, you know, it's just interesting to see the different takes on 3D that all these companies mm. had and then Klonoa I think it came out a bit later in fairness but you know still they were still very experimental at that stage I think yeah yeah I think it was still it's still very innovative but just in a different direction is I I, I think what I'm trying to what I was what I yeah. was trying to to fumble out of my mouth um <laughs> yeah no it, absolutely totally yeah. it reminded me the general uh, this is a different aspect actually but the general look of it reminded me a lot of Knights yes yeah it's, i can, uh, I can again, see that another game about dreams there was a definitely yeah. a similar kind of visual quality to it yeah uh, definitely struggling. yeah 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 thinking about it i'd be surprised if that wasn't an influence actually def- def- definitely on the, the some of the the art style yeah. does have a night skin um, the year before so it could well have been yeah i mean even the, the the first level the um the caverns you go into on the first level They've got a very dreamlike sort of nighty quality to them, and, uh, you know. So yeah, mm. that'd be quite interesting to. I'd be interested to see if there there, there was a, an actual influence mm, there. Quite possibly, yeah. yeah. So, is there anything you didn't like about the game? Um, I could have done with being a little bit longer, maybe. Um, mm. Well, I wouldn't say it... that because I tried to really cram it in for the podcast. But, <laughs> but if I were playing it leisurely, yeah, possibly. Good done with maybe yeah. one extra. I'm gonna say maybe yeah. maybe a, a, an extra level. Right. Um, I said the levels are quite sort of satisfyingly chunky. They're yeah. Not like over in five minutes necessarily. Or even, or even no. So you know they'll especially the more complicated ones will take you a fair old while if you especially if you keep dying on them. Yeah. Um, um. No, I think. I mean, you you can find fault with anything if you if you think about it hard enough. Yeah. Um. My initial instinct is I can't I can't think of anything that jumps out to me as being a, a major fault with the game. Um, I'd like it to be a little bit longer just because I liked it and I would like more of it. Um, <laughs> yes, I mean that that's a good problem to have. In a way, yeah, I was going to say it's a problem to go. That's not a bad one to yeah. have. I've only got. Um, yeah. No, 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 you carry on. I've only got two written down, and they're, mm-hmm. again, they're fairly minor. One of them was the the sort of hit flash, the, like the temporary invincibility you get after being hit, wasn't very long. Which was quite okay. wasn't as long as perhaps I would have. I mean, it's just a thing you get, you kind of get used to. And to be fair, it didn't really hinder me too much. But I think early on, at least, it kind of I was expecting it to be a bit, a little bit more forgiving. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. And um, the music is fine, but it's not great generally. Ooh. I would say. Oh no, no, you you disagree? 
Oh, yeah, I do. I disagree with that. Okay. Yeah. I like the first level. First level is a great, very, very oh, catchy yeah. theme. Very catchy, yeah. But after that, I didn't find myself drawn to many other pieces. But that's just, that is just <laughs> listening to it firsthand. You know, the first time I hear them, and, you know, that's that, that happens with a lot of, you know, music. There are... I often like end up liking music more the first than the first time I heard them. I think yeah. I think definitely the first level is the standout piece of the the yeah. game. As well, it um, should because it's really got yeah. to grab you in. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. It's it's we we keep making Sonic references, I suppose, but that's mm. because it's it's such a touchstone for for platform games, you know, before and since. But it's kind of you know everyone remembers Green Hill Zone. Yeah. Um, if if you've never played any other any other level or Sonic or whatever, if you know Sonic, you know Green Hill Zone, and I mm. think you know. So your your first level does have to, your first introduction to the game musically does need to be catchy and make an impact so it does make sense that the you know the first level would be you know they they put their best foot forward yeah um but yeah the, the the first the first track is definitely the standout there are a few forgettable tracks on it but on the on the whole i i i really enjoyed the soundtrack i don't know if i would listen to much of it outside of the game though i well, suppose that, that, you're right in that that's sense. the thing i mean as i said earlier i like to collect game music and, and listen to it outside. i don't actually listen to much music that isn't game music to be honest because I'm mm. not that into the music industry, but uh, it's uh, it's fine in the. Let me clarify. It is perfectly fine in the game itself. You know, it fits really well. It doesn't get annoying. You know, it's it's not repetitive. It, it works. It's great. It's quite well produced. Um, it's just that takeaway aspect. A lot of it isn't. I guess my kind of the thing that I would enjoy listening to. You know. Yeah, that's um, fair enough. Yeah, I mean, I I like sort of quite catchy quite clear melodies you know um and this isn't with the exception of the first one and, and maybe a couple of others uh this isn't it's more kind of i don't know atmosphere it doesn't try and stand out is what i would say about it mm. um it doesn't kind of jump out and uh, you know like sonic you one of the, one of the, in any level yeah. you will notice the music as much as anything else i would say yeah but in this, it's, it takes a backseat to the gameplay, which you know you could argue is a is a valid thing to do anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah. But that's, I mean, that's, that's, that's again, if if that's if that's the two sort of criticisms yeah. you level on it, then I think you know it, that's a sign of a good game. I think yeah, if that if absolutely. that's the worst you can say about it, then oh, you're totally. up to the winner, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I think I think it's fairly clear that we would we recommend this. Um, <laughs> In case you can't work it out already, I think we'll both recommend this game. Well, but yeah, I, I thoroughly recommend it. Um, there are a lot of other games in this the, the series. Yeah. I say a lot of others. There's, yeah, there's you know, them, yeah. yeah, there's there's a sequel on the PS2. Mm. Um, won't say too much about it because I think that might be worth us definitely covering in a future episode. I, I, having played this game, I do really want to pick that up because I've tried it on um, my M, my PS2 emulator on my PC and it doesn't. It's it's okay, but it's not perfect. Mm. So it's something I would look to, look to get picking up. It's not as expensive as the first one, but for a PS2 game, it is still a little bit pricey. Yeah. I think CEX are doing it for 20, 25 quid, I think. That's not too bad. Um, That's not too and bad. There is one in the CEX near me, so I might uh, might swing by and pick it up. It's well worth it if you enjoyed the, if you enjoyed the first one you're gonna you know you you okay. will enjoy the second one That's so yeah. um there's also a beach volleyball game yes which is a I bit saw of a this this is uh, <laughs> is it anything like Dead or Alive Extreme Beach Volleyball no no, no it, I'm it, not it's... interested go on, go on. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> no, um, it, it, there's much more volleyball in it than uh, mm. than Dead or Alive. Yeah, just, yeah, just as I am. Um, and there's a, a couple of Game Boy Advance um, spin-offs as well, which are basically mm. they're, they're kind of the same thing, but just on the Game Boy Advance. So um, they're they're worth they're worth having a go at as well. Yeah. Um, They've dropped in price considerably, actually, okay. since I look when I first looked to get in those, like way back when I when I was um, got my first Game Boy Advance, um, they were they were quite pricey. I mean, they were sort of around the same sort of level as what Klonoa for the PlayStation is really? now, um, and they seem to have they seem to have really dropped. I mean, when Why I last checked, That's... I don't know, I don't know. Um, I mean, maybe Game Boy Advance isn't a, a big console to collect for at the moment because um, it's very easily emulated. So maybe aspect, people who are, yeah. you know, um, but I mean, you you can pick them up. The, the prices tend to be sort of sort of 10 20 pounds at the moment really? so okay yeah uh, that surprised yeah. me when i looked into that to be honest yeah. um yeah. and i think there's some other games as well on that the, there's like an rpg game for the i think it's for the wonder swan yes um yeah. that has never been translated and there is there's is not like the original where no. um only the names are in japanese it's it's japanese start to finish so yeah. unless you're fluent then you know there's no point picking it up so i can't say whether that one's good or bad hopefully one day someone will will patch it into english but uh you know given the amount of work that's involved in in those translation patches i don't know if anyone's that passionate about klonoa to put the effort in i'm afraid but well i mean, can hope it struck me as having never really got into the series before and sort of being just being sort of aware of it on the periphery it struck me as something that's a bit sort of cultish in that I think some people are fairly passionate about it. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm wrong. I don't know. It's I think it, it seems it, like the kind of game that that would be the case for. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it, it definitely is a. It's developed a cult following over the years. Definitely, yeah. I think it's it's one of those games where anyone who's played it likes it, mm. uh, but just more people need to play it. I think. Yeah, that's the thing. They need to um, do it. Yeah, bring it back somehow. Do a new version or re-release it. Well, I mean, the thing is, they've already re-released it on the Wii. So, but they could they, they could port that, you know. Yeah, they re-released it on the Wii, and it it sold even worse than the oh, the original one. So that's such a shame. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I mean, they're aware that there's an audience for it. Yeah. Uh. You know, they they there's still Easter eggs in Capcom and um, Capcom um, Namco games with uh with Klonoa as a hidden character as an unlockable, and yeah. you know, there's you know they they. They know that people like the games and they like the character, but uh, mm. whether they'll see fit to give us a, a, a new mm. sort of current generation game for it, I, I don't know. It's I a would shame, hope because it would, would be so good on like the Switch, you know. On the it? Switch, it would be, it would be, be amazing. at home, you know. It'd be perfect. It doesn't have to be a big game either, you know. Like almost like the PS One, you know, almost with like two D graphics on three D, but just sort of modern and really kind of, you know, lovely. That would be amazing. Yeah. I'd be. I mean, I think it would find a new audience really for people because people. I think I think those kind of games are popular now. Yeah. Yeah. If, if it's marketed I mean, it, and it gets out to people and you know that they see it, I think, you know, I think it could. It needs to. It's it's just a shame that they seem to have tried quite a few times and it never quite hit the mark. But I don't know. Now it might be different. I don't know. I, don't know. I mean. I... I'm not sure anyone from Nanco would listen to this podcast. Um, I'm not sure how that would happen if they did, but let's say they did. Yeah. All I'm saying is, 
I bought Sonic Mania three times. True, you did. You know, mm-hmm. I'm yeah. not saying I buy Klonoa three times, but I'm just I'm just saying if you were to release it, and you you are worried about the sales figures. You know, yeah, yeah. you got three right there. Basically. Tips are white three times. <laughs> just feed it up the chain. You know? <laughs> but yeah, so. <laughs> Okay. Maybe we can so, make a uh, list of games and just like, yeah, Tibbs will buy that three times, Tibbs will buy that Tibbs three times, <laughs> and just get all these games made. Because, you know, you're multiplying it by three at least, for the very yeah, least. It, exactly, exactly. I'll, I'll do it. Yeah. That would be my pledge. Release Klonoa <laughs> on the Switch, and I will buy three copies on day one. I don't know how I'll afford it. I'll, I'll figure it out. I'll, I'll, You'll get there. It might not all I'll be at once. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It might not all be at once, but it will I'll, be... I'll, I'll buy three copies over the span of 25 years. <laughs> that, that, I'll pledge that much. <laughs> okay. Well, I, like you say, um, I think it's quite clear that, that we give this one our full recommendation. So um, there's plenty of ways to pick it up. Uh, mm. I think it's like £3.99 if you don't mind the digital-only version, despite our protestations of digital distribution earlier. Yeah. Um, the, you know you can pick it up for 15 quid and if you want the 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 proper western release you know you sort of 60 or 70 quid and it's yours and whichever way you decide to play it yeah. give it a chance and, and i think the let wii us know is, how you get on i think the wii one's about 45 yeah yeah so it's still quite pricey. It's, it's still yeah but it, it's it's achievable it's not like it's yeah not, it's not it's, it's not panzer dragoon saga is no it? i mean it might be give it an emulate if you like it you know pick it up i am I think I might do that with the sequel, I reckon. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely thinking that, yeah. Anyway, well, that um, that wraps that up. Yes. I think. So, um, so I'm yeah, going to choose the game for our next show. Yes, and you, uh, you hinted last time that it was a Nintendo DS game, is that correct? It is a Nintendo DS game, mm. and it's a game that... It's another game that I, I feel very, very passionately about, and I'm really excited to share it with someone because it's one of these games that I talk about so often, and I keep trying to get people to play it, <laughs> and I don't know if anyone does. So yeah. I feel like I've got a captive audience now, okay. um, and I can force you to play it. Well, you, you're going to um, force at least me to play it. So that's, yeah. You know. <laughs> well, hopefully, if if, <laughs> if that's all if you anyone's... do, then you've achieved your objective. Yeah. And if, if to people listening, if you if you don't play any other game that I ever recommend, just play this Ooh, one. Okay. Okay. On, it is a game called Ghost Trick: Phantom Detective. Okay. Have you ever heard of it? No, I think you tweeted about it somewhat recently. Um, I, I couldn't try, remember I, the name I... of the title, to be honest. And I thought this one, whatever that game was, I thought. It might be this, and I have a thing it's that. But anyway, carry yeah. on. What... <laughs> I I, I, t- I tweet about it a, a lot. Okay. Um, from time to time, it's it's an amazing game as yeah. far as I'm concerned, and I I really it's it's kind of a puzzle, a sort of a, a puzzle adventure game. Um, it's got point point and click elements, but it's mm-hmm. also got um sort of heavy puzzle elements as well. It, it's it's unlike any other game I've played. Okay. Um, it's by the same gentleman who did the Phoenix Wright series of games. I don't mm. know if you've ever played any of the Phoenix Wright games. I haven't. It's on my list. I'm sure it's. I'm sure we'll cover them uh, on, mm. on a future episode. But yeah, um, I adore it. 
So okay. I'm hoping you, I'm hoping you will get a lot out of it too. So cool. that's gonna that's gonna be my my selection. Ghost Trick Phantom Detective. Ghost Trick Phantom Detective. I will get right on that. I'm going to uh, although I have a DS, I'm going to emulate it because I cannot look at a DS before it will burn yes. my eyes. And that's not the fault of the <laughs> that's DS. Not... That's the fault of my eyes. They do it every, everything with a portable screen. Does it? Sadly, oh, that's horrible. It's horrible. Yeah. I mean, I I commute. Uh, two days a week now, and the amount of ta- switch like switch time that I'm missing out on just because yeah. of this stupid eye condition is just uh, it depresses me. See, what even with a, a screen like the size of the switch is that? Oh yeah, it's it seems I don't really understand it to be honest, but I'm okay with um. It's any it seems to be any thin screen. So I don't, I, so that's obviously a type of screen because I can look at a computer monitor that's like a thicker one, like a slightly older mm. one, or even a TV, just a regular TV. I haven't had any problems with any particular TVs that I've found. But anything that's like a laptop screen, a phone screen, um, uh, uh, you know, the Switch, the, the DS, 3DS, anything like that, um, I get, as soon as I start looking at it, my muscle, the, the muscles around my eyes start spasming out that's strange. If I if I look at it for too long, my my whole eye area will like ache for like a week, two weeks. I'm not joking. Do you think it's like the like the refresh rate or? I don't know. It could be. I think it's blue light because it does. Ah. Yeah, like I put the blue light filter on my phone and it yeah. doesn't completely alleviate it, but it means I if if I'm if I'm not still recovering from a previous episode, um, I can look at my phone for you know five minutes. And it'd be fine um, with the blue light filter on. If I have it off, they'll go nuts. That's so, so strange. I know it's really, really annoying. I, have, I mean, it's a relatively recent. I mean, it's kind of it's been there in the background for quite a few years, but last couple of years, it's really, yeah, knocked me, knocked me out. Oh man, that's horrible. Yeah, yeah. I'm sitting, I've got well, my laptop in front of me because I'm downstairs, but I've got the screen off. Yeah. And um, I can only look, well, I can only use it to like set it up, and then I have to turn it off. Well, I hope this 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 choice doesn't give you too much discomfort. <laughs> no, I don't. Think. I'll put I'll emulate it up. Um, yeah, and um, it'll be fine. Cool. Okay. Well. Wow, this is quite a long one, but I hope you've all enjoyed it. I yeah, we've had a lot. We've had a lot to say. I think hmm. I think we've cut a, covered some good topics. I think we've we've we you know we've we've good we've covered some good ground today. So yeah, I think I, I think um, we have. I think this is um, this is our best episode yet, personally. Yeah, I, well, I was I, I was really excited to talk about um, about Klonoa, and yeah. I'm I'm really excited to to talk about Ghost Trick on the mm-hmm. next episode. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I'm I, I'm I'm having fun with this at the moment. I, I hope I hope other people are too. Yeah, excellent. Okay, so um, we, we this tends to be a monthly thing. Um, mm. I I would like. <sighs> I think we should try and get. Well, I think we should try and complete Ghost Trick before we talk about it because it okay. is one of those games where I think it's best appreciated as a whole rather than it's not one of those things where you can play a couple of levels mm. and you know oh I've got the feel of it now. I think we need right. to we, we 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 need to try and get through it if we can. How long is it um, typically? I think. <sighs> We could. I think we could easily do it if we if we say um, an, an episode in three or four weeks. I think we could easily do it by then. Okay. 
I mean, hours, um, hours wise, what would you hours say? Hours wise, I'm not. I'm not sure. So it's been a, been a while since I've given it a full playthrough, but I, okay. I wouldn't say it's more than sort of six hours. Seven oh, okay, hours. that's fine. No, yeah, that, that, that's, that's you that's know, able to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Cool. All right. Yeah, and uh, between now and then, uh, we'll have to have a, a conversation about our stance on spoilers because that's going to be a, a major, a major aspect of, our, of well, the next discussion. So we'll have to decide okay. what, where we stand on that. Oh, well, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm more than happy to not to not spoil if you. Yeah. Will. I mean. Yeah, um, yeah. I th- I think I think especially I think some games. It really would detract from some games if you did spoil it for people. I think yeah. some of some of the joy of certain games is to to experience these these things firsthand, isn't oh, it? Yeah. So I think that, you know, and being that you know our show is about sharing our our love for games, um, yeah. I I don't want to deprive people from oh, from these these moments. So yeah, I mean we will know what a spoiler is and what what isn't. Oh yeah, what we can yeah, say definitely. you know it's just it's it's fine, but we also yeah. do need to have a discussion. Um, uh, probably lengthier than that about our intros. <laughs> 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 we we really need to do something. I don't know what. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I don't know what what do other podcasts do? They like, do vary. They have they often have like a little um you know sponsorships th- th- by mattresses and things. Yeah, they they'll have a little thirty second kind of um you know recorded thing with a bit of music and a bit of welcome to the bottom up podcast pre recorded thing. You know. Yeah. But then that still leaves what we could say after that, really. So I, I don't know. Some of them say start and say the exact same thing, pretty much, and that kind of works. So I don't know. Yeah. I think well, I, I think we'll just get better as we go along. You know. Yeah. We're still we're still newbies at this. Yeah, we are. We are, mm. to be fair. I mean, it's surprisingly difficult to just suddenly right. Okay. Uh, it is. Right. It's really difficult to sort of jump into presenter mode and kind of yeah. just go. Uh, yeah. There's yeah. a there's the, the the one of the things ones I was thinking about where they do the same thing is the retro hour, and that is a very very professionally done podcast, probably the most professional one in the kind of retro gaming scene. I'd give it a listen because it's by I think it, the guy who, the main guy who does it is like a professional radio kind of DJ guy, and he you can tell he's right on the money. You know he knows exactly yeah. what to say, knows how to say it. Um, I'm not saying we can emulate that, but it, it, it's worth a listen just the intro alone because you know you kind of yeah kind of sums it up quite nicely you know yeah well like you say we'll get there we'll we'll i think every every episode so far has been slightly better than the one that came before it in terms so. of sound quality and production so as yeah. long as that trend continues you know we'll we'll, we'll be in a good place well I think. in theory but, um, as long as it continues we'll be the best podcast on earth oh absolutely <laughs> that, 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 that's, that's just a matter of time It'll take I us mean... about a thousand or so but you know <laughs> oh yeah that's that's inevitable yeah but for now uh we shall uh bid you good day and uh please if you feel like joining in on the next podcast uh if you want to play along with us uh, get yourself a copy of ghost trick and um Send us your thoughts on Twitter. Uh, our email address is the same as it ever was, uh, podomup at gmail.com. Yep. Um, we're at podomup at Twitter. Mm-hmm. And uh, any comments, queries, suggestions, anything at all, uh, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, we really would. We'd love to get some communication back with you guys. If you're listening and you sort of you listen to a few podcasts and you, you sort of never really go back to, you, you know, you talk back to the, the guys behind it, you know, have a go with us because you know if you if you come back with us tell us something we'll probably include it in the next podcast 
Oh yeah, I get what I'm saying. You'll be immortalized forever in podcast form, you know. And who yeah. can turn that down? Well, yeah, that's that's a, an offer you can't refuse, as far yeah, as I'm concerned. Absolutely. Okay. Well, um, goodbye for now, and mm. we shall see you again uh, in three or four weeks. And mm. uh, yeah, looking forward to it already. Awesome. See you guys. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.